Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster and you're listening to a podcast. Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cods Wallop. I am Gemma. With me today, I've got a special guest, and he's a very, very interesting person who has got his own radio show. Well, not just radio show, it's a complete radio station. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah whole station. Yeah, well, and that's fantastic. And um, I can't wait to find out a little bit more about that. But also done a lot of charity work with um, with regards to like podcasting. And I also see on the website as well, he was a finalist on the TV program Pointless. So I'm quite looking forward to getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Al Galpin. Uh, hello, thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so, you know, first of all, like, obviously just referenced, you know, a few of the things, you know, but um, yeah. how, how first of all, did you sort of get into the side of like radio and where did it all begin for you, basically? Uh, probably at, at school. I took an interest when I was a kid in radio. I used to be one of those people who, you know, taped the top 40 uh, on a cassette player. Uh, and then found a way, had a, a weird old cassette player that my dad gave me that was had a microphone attached to it, so I started mucking about and saying things into it and things like that. So it goes back to then, and then I kind of, it was just a bit of fun, and then at some point I realised, oh, maybe I could actually do it as a job. Uh, maybe I should try and do that. So I did, like, communication studies at, at sixth form and got into a, a uni that did radio as a, a degree, and went and did that and did hospital radio and local radio, student radio, that kind of stuff for a bit. And then, you know, couldn't get a proper job after uni. So <laughs> drifted away <laughs> from it as, as you do with these kind of things. It was like we were, we were told when I went around for my open day at uni, they were like, oh, yeah, last year, 95% of our graduates got a job in their preferred field within six months of graduating. And I swear by the end of those three years I was there, it was like, flipped the other way and it was like five percent of people got jobs and everyone else was like i'm working in an office i'm working in a call center i'm working at a supermarket that kind of you know yeah i I got there just a couple of years too late (laughs) (laughs) well i think sometimes you know like i i never personally went to university i did college and i did um uh mvq and things like that but uh i never i never really i've never really been one for sort of further education so i couldn't be bothered to be honest <laughs> yeah. um, well that's why i tried to do it in a field that i 
was and I was passionate about that. I enjoyed. I, I would never have done something, you know, like maths or English or. Oh no! It, if that's that's too much like hard work. Yeah. Whereas definitely. to me, mucking about audio editing is is a bit of fun. So yeah. I was well up for doing that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. So yeah, probably I probably would have done a similar, or if not the same course as well. So I've got, you know, like obviously an interest in that kind of background as well myself. Um, but yeah, I think people who do like a maths or English degree, but more maths um i think that they actually deserve a medal <laughs> yeah. yeah my wife's got a degree in english and i'm like i can't i can't read i don't read no. yeah i don't read enough and understand enough to write dissertations on stuff and I'm like, oh no no it's not for me I, I mean i had to do a dissertation my dissertation was about buffy the vampire slayer so oh cool <laughs> Yeah. How, what was that in reference to, like, was it in reference to, like, audio and stuff? Or No, no, because the, 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 the degree I did was a half media and half business. Mm-hmm. And then the media element was, like, half radio and half generic media stuff, like portrayal in media and all that kind of stuff. So my dissertation ended up being about representations of women in Buffy. Okay. Um, because I... You know, sometimes it, it, well, if you go to uni, sometimes you get like, here are a list of all the courses that you can choose from. You know, you get your main stuff and then you can choose your, your minors as, you know, as you might refer to in American movies. Yeah. And I did not get my first, second or third choice of one of them one, one year, my final year, in fact. And so I was placed in something. Uh, And once you, if you're done, if you're placed in something, you get a little bit of time to, to switch it over. Uh, but I, being the lazy sod that I was, never did go to the office and say, I don't want to do that. So I did uh, women's studies uh, okay. in my final year, um, except I never actually went to any of the lectures because um, <laughs> it wasn't something I was interested in at the time. Yeah. And I never really bothered learning about it. It was only like a week before the exam. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to learn some of this if I'm going to pass the exam because I need to pass the exam to pass the whole degree. So one of the girls in the course I was friends with was like, come on, I'll help you. Here's where here's the reading books, you know. Here's all the stuff to le- to learn, and we we kind of revised together for the few days before the exam, and then I walked into the exam, and the lecturer came up to me and went, "Ah, you must be Alan." <laughs> so, yes, hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> and I I got a passing grade by about two points, so uh, well, I think I did okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. There's, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's proof that you don't really need to study about women or, um, <laughs> yeah, or that, you... well, I think it was just a case of I crammed so much in in the two days before the exam that it was all fresh in my memory, yeah, and then it probably all disappeared again like the day after, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's really good though, you know, obviously, well done for uh, you know, getting a good grade. You know, yeah, and yeah, not did all right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we I, I scraped through really. Here's yeah. how it felt. I just brought it right in there. Didn't get a job in radio, and then ended up yeah working in health insurance, which I've been doing for fifteen years almost. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think yeah, with regards to my my cousins who went to university and things like that, you know, it's um, I don't think they've got the grandeur sort of jobs that they were expecting to have yeah. when they fell out of uni, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it was right around that, that point in time where people really 
started to make a shift towards media stu- studies and things like that mm. when people realized that there were jobs available doing um, radio or TV and things like that. So I think less and less people did your traditional maths, English, geography, history type things and started doing more of these obscure media things, mm. uh, which meant, of course, that the marketplace was, job market was flooded with uh, those people. And also... Uh, Media companies didn't necessarily need a media degree for you. They would hire journalists who had a history degree. It doesn't matter if you didn't have a journalism degree. So a bunch of guys I went to uni with got journalism degrees and, of course, never used it because it, some like the big media companies, newspapers and things like that, don't care if, don't want you to have a media degree. They want you to have learned something else and proven that you can write about anything else that you're not interested in. Uh, so yeah, it was around about the time where everyone started doing it and everyone came out and went, oh, we're not all going to get jobs, are we? <laughs> yeah, I think as well, at the moment, there's another saturated market for that kind of thing as well, which is yeah. the world of podcasting. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, podcasting yeah. And, and streaming and, you know, influencers. Yeah. That's what everyone wants to be these days. Yeah, so. and and if I may, those goddamn celebrities who found a microphone all of a sudden. Goddamn celebrities. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of which, I won't, there is one that uh, I will mention now before I forget. Okay. There is a podcast, Tom Kerridge, the chef, okay. uh, does a podcast with Chris Stark from Radio 1. Right, okay. Uh, uh, about food. And I don't know how long they've been going. But one of the things they do on the podcast is they take a fussy eater mm-hmm. uh, and they get them to film themselves trying something new for the first time. And then they pause it just before they try and eat it and they have to work out whether they think the person's going to like it or not. Okay. And then they watch the video and see the reaction and talk about it and stuff like that. So this episode that they have recorded this week, I am the fussy eater. <laughs> Uh, my wife dubbed me into to the pr- producer on Twitter and said, my husband's a fuzzy eater. Uh, so uh, earlier this week, uh, or actually end of last week, I filmed myself trying beetroot, pickled beetroot for the first time, which I'd never had. Ah. I was always just did not like the idea. So I tried that, filmed myself trying that. And uh, yeah, I think it was Monday or Tuesday they recorded it. I haven't heard it yet. It's coming out, I think, next week or the week after. Okay. So, so uh, Tom Carriage, Chris Stark, and their guest, Peter Andre, We'll be watching me eating beetroot. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And that's the kind of stuff that people will listen to because it's celebrities. If you and I did that now, no yeah. one would care. No one would give a shit, would they? Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely true. But, you know, fantastic news that you got to get on there as well because that's what I was sort of going to go on to, that, you know, instead of the sort of celebrities picking up their own microphones and, you know, <laughs> bringing out another podcast that's kind of make us indie podcasters, you know, kind of in the shadows even more, you know, they could have just come on our podcast and boosted our yeah. numbers. <laughs> exactly. I'm yeah. quite happy to, I would have, I've had a couple of podcasts over the years that have kind of petered out. One of them petered out because it was hard to get all our co-presenters together at the same time when we all started having kids. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, if a celebrity wants to do a podcast, they can just come on and co-host with me. It's yes. win-win for everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And you you get to ask better questions in some ways as well because you're you're um, talking from a you know like from a, a fan point of view in most cases. Yeah, yeah. But the one the one thing that did get more uh, ears on a mile podcast uh, was when we did go on pointless. I managed to get the name uh, in the show, 
So, uh, what, what's we, your old? Well, actually, was, first of all, before we go on to that, I, I, are we allowed to have a spoiler as to whether you like the beetroot or not? <laughs> yeah, no, I hated it. Oh. <laughs> Did not like it. <laughs> Tried to actually finish the whole thing, but I had to spit it out. I just couldn't handle it. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's textures. It's the texture. The taste like- wasn't actually that bad. It's just I didn't like the texture of it. Yeah, and did you? Well, we don't really know each other, so I don't know whether I should be asking this question. But the next morning, <laughs> was it uh, a brightly coloured purple? <laughs> no, none of it went down. So, <laughs> oh, okay, that's all right then. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing you have to be careful with with beetroot. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> yeah, and I put that very delicately and politely for me. So you did. Yeah, <laughs> the salty tadpoles, which is our listener base, they're going to be thinking. Why didn't she just say crap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so going back onto your um your podcast, what, what was your yeah? Podcast it was called? it was called the dead it was called the Dead Piet Society. Ah, okay. um, we ran for a, a few years. We started that in two thousand five. Basically, it was my wife's idea um, because she knew I would kind of hadn't done radio stuff having not not got a job after uni so that was i left uni in 2002 uh what's well, that say not 2005 2015 it would have been <laughs> 10 years out uh and uh yeah i met my wife 2008 and then i think she always knew that i'd wanted to do something in radio e and mentioned well why don't you do a podcast to make use of some of those old radio skills uh and maybe you'd enjoy doing that so yeah that's what i did I started looking at ideas and things to do, and we started doing the Dead Pit Society. And I dragged my wife Kitty and, and along to be a co-host. Yeah, it's just us for the first couple of episodes, and then uh, my mate Ed came in as a regular co-host, and and JP, who was mentioned on every episode for like the first three months, and I was <laughs> like, "I'll come on, I'll come, rather than just mention me every time, I'll just come along." And yeah, we ran that for a while until two thousand. Late 2007, uh, 2017 even, again, 10 years out. I don't know what's going on with my calendar brain tonight. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, about 2017, uh, JP had a little boy. We had Hunter in the beginning of 2018, and then Ed had a little boy uh, the following year. So it all got really difficult to organise the four of us coming together to record, so it just died a death. And then, randomly out of the blue, I got an email um, from a company called Get Vocal, don't know if you've ever heard of them. I'm not familiar, no. They are a video podcasting platform. Okay. Um, uh, whereby you would go into their system and broadcast live, and you could have people come on, jump on and join you and ask questions, and there was a chat room and all this kind of stuff. They emailed me out of the blue and, and said, hey, we, we've heard the Debut Society podcast. We like it. Would, would you be willing to come on board as one of our featured podcasts? Uh, we're doing a new lineup. Um, of comedy podcasts on a Tuesday night, we'd like you to get involved. And I was like, wow, that's a bit <laughs> out of the blue. We haven't done a show in about two years. Um, but okay, <laughs> maybe maybe I could do that. Spoke to the guys and uh, Ed was up for it. Get you not so much. So we did a couple of shows and then I got some other people involved as well. Um, Squee, a uh, mutual friend, he got involved with a couple and a few other people did a few with us as well. And we did a, a series of, of live video podcasts for a while as well and the whole thing was, all, was always about weird news we'd look at the weirdest news stories from the last week and talk about them discuss discuss them decide which one was our favorite 
Yeah. It was just that kind of podcast. You know, there's lots of them out there doing the same sort of stuff as us. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly unique. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, to be honest, at the end of our episodes, because I'm not sure if you've um, had a listen, because I know that obviously... Yeah, I am a, a semi-regular listener, first-time caller. Oh, well, thank you ever so much. <laughs> it's such an honour to record with a salty tadpole. <laughs> or a tadpole, if you prefer, whichever you prefer. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously at the end of our episodes, we always pick like a weird story of the week. And uh, yeah, I, I gather them up quite often, you know, just if I see anything that sort of tickles me and makes me giggle, then yeah, I will use that at the end of the episode. It's a good, it's a good, it's always a good thing to fall back on. It's always, there's always yeah. a good laugh in these stories. Yeah. And, uh, yeah there's so many of them out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it does, like you sort of said, it's... um. It works as good filler, doesn't it? So yeah, and I do. I've done it on my radio show as well, which was uh, so I started doing the radio show, and I was, which I started at the end of last year. And I was like, "What? What am I going to actually talk about?" It's <laughs> like, "Well, I don't know. I'll just take." Because what I did after the Dead Pit Society ended, um, I was like, "Well, I need to do. I want to do something else, and I need to do it that doesn't rely on regular co-hosts uh, being in the same place at the same time. Maybe I can work out something else." So I did something called the Bear Cave uh, and other podcasts. Yeah. And the idea was that it it would take elements of different things. So I'd take the the talking about the weird news from the video podcasts that we did from the Deputy Society yeah. and kind of edit it down and package it into about 20 minutes and put that in the other podcast. And then I'd come up with other ideas and I would interview other podcasters and we'd talk about their podcast and we'd kind of do mini versions of their podcast and then kind of mix it all together. So yeah. it would flick from one thing to the other. It was like a channel surfing thing. So yeah. in between each bit, there would be a little, you know, change the channel, and I'd create a little fake podcast to go in between. Oh, that's and so a really I did cool that idea. for a, a dozen episodes or so. It wasn't didn't go for that long. Yeah, uh, but it was a kind of an idea to try and keep different things alive that I'd done on other podcasts that weren't. I couldn't keep going on their own. So all I did was just take the best bits from each of them and try and stick them into one podcast. Yeah. And so then when uh, the, the radio thing came along, that podcast just kind of morphed into the radio show. So it just became the Bear Cave radio show. And I took elements of that, like the weird news stories, into the, and then just added some more musical elements, basically. Well, that is, yeah, that is actually a really genius idea because obviously we're, the actual real podcasting you can't you know play music well you can to a point yeah but it's kind of frowned upon isn't it but obviously we're doing it as a radio station you can um as long as you've got the rights to play it yes yeah yeah we're bills. all uh, legal and above board yes cost, cost us about 500 quid a year i think for the music licenses yeah so uh but if it's a daily thing and it's a regular you know or a regular thing then you kind of get your money back in a way don't you yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah, because it's this lots involved with it. So that's why I've been, I basically I was like, I wanted to do a radio show because um, I saw someone else doing one. I was like, oh yeah, you know, actually now in this modern age, lots of internet stations and all this kind of stuff. Maybe I could jump on one of those and do a show. And I looked at a bunch, and I was like, oh, these some of these stations are a bit crap, aren't they? Uh, I, bet <laughs> I could do one better than this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, but how much would it cost? And I was like, looked at it and I was like, actually, I think that might be doable. <laughs> and I knew other people who were, would be up for doing a radio show. I mean, I know Squee says yes to anything if you ask him. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> he was literally the first person who said, yes, I'll do a show on the, on the station. Uh, and then other people got involved. I thought, oh, well, that's the way to do it, is just get a bunch of us together. And then, oops, <laughs> Smack my microphone. Yeah, yeah get a bunch of us together and, uh, you know, just 
spread the costs, get other people involved, and and try and do it that way. So that's what we've done. The station is called the Bear. Yeah, um, and because uh, I just carry that on through everything, <laughs> people call me Al Bear. So the Bear thing has just stuck with me for a while now. Okay, uh, uh, it actually came out of a, a friend, two friends of mine who were a couple, and they both used to call me Al Bear. Uh, whereas the the girl meant it as in Al Bear, and the the guy always meant like Albert, but French. Ah, okay. So they were both calling me the same, sounding the same thing. And I think for about two years, they didn't realize that they both meant different things, <laughs> which was really weird. <laughs> but the, yeah, the bear part of it stuck. My wife started calling me Albert. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of stuck from there. So now it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. Uh, so yeah, so I ended up, couldn't think of a name for the station. So all my like holding graphics, it all just said the bear. And in the end, I was like, I'm just going to stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well that you know that is really good as well isn't it because i think if you've got a thing you know just stick with it it is yeah. the easiest thing to definitely carry on with um oh, yeah. why did they call you a bear though was it because you're uh quite you know i don't know <laughs> quite tall i, I or? <laughs> don't know um fairly cuddly oh well that's good. Uh, like a teddy bear not no, I'm not particularly grizzly, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it might have just been that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, there were worse things they could have called me, so I never really questioned it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so going back to um, uh, pointless, how did you oh, yeah. manage to, you know, like talk? I'd like to quite get into the um, the background of that, but also, how did you manage to get the podcast? Um, name on the show yeah as well. oh um Zander just asked you know uh, what do you do outside of work uh, so i was like well you know i do a podcast it's like oh what's the podcast called so i said oh it's called the dead pet society and he uh, looked at the camera and he repeated the name of it down the lens for me dead pet society I was like, he said do you get many listeners i said not really and he said the name again and went well you might get a few more now <laughs> uh, sure enough, the, the day after the show went out on TV, yeah. our listeners went from like a daily of about 20 or 30 listeners a day to about 300 the following day. Wow. So I was like, yeah, that worked. <laughs> yeah. And did they remain or? Um... No, no, uh... not really. A few of them did. A few of them did, but not many. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's always the good part, isn't it? When you get that big hit episode that you know like you kind of get oh wow you know that's yeah. so exciting yeah it's always good when you can get the name of the podcast mentioned on primetime bbc yeah. so <laughs> but yeah it's the keeping them part though yeah it's it? actually yeah. keeping them yeah i should actually explain what pointless is as well because um you probably could explain it a little bit better than i am but i'll do in brief just for our international listeners because i'm not sure if it airs over there but basically it's like People on the street, for example, have been asked, name a Dolly Parton song or whatever. And then there's like 20 options on the board, but mm. you have to kind of pick one or 20 lines on the board, but you have to kind of pick one that nobody else, you know, the people on the street has actually said. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If, uh, for those of people who know Family Fortunes or Family Feud, yeah. it's kind of the opposite. You've got to get the lowest score instead of the highest. Yeah. So that's one way of explaining it. But yeah, it's, it's like that. And there are different rounds and there are different styles of questions. Sometimes it's a picture round. Sometimes it's a anagram or, or whatever. So it's not just a flat out answer to the question sometimes. Uh, yeah. And uh, you go on as in pairs and there are four teams of two. And the other good thing about pointless is as well, if 
you get two shots at it. So if you don't make it through to the final, you get to go back and do a second show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you always get two chances. But if you get to the final on your first go, that's it. You don't get to go back again. Yeah. Uh, and we, um, I applied to do it uh, when I was out of a job. Um, oh, 2015, I think it would have been. I got made redundant. Uh, and whilst I was doing job searches online, I was also looking at other things and found that they were accepting applications for Pointless. And Kitty and I loved watching Pointless at the time. So I was like, should I, should I apply? And I spoke to her about it. She's like, yeah, I'll do it with you if you want to do it. So I sent in the application, not thinking anything of it, forgot it for a while, and then got a call and said, yeah, we'd like you to come to an audition in Bristol. Uh, so we went to Bristol one day uh, and went into a hotel there and there was about seven or eight other couples. Uh, and we did like a, we were all around a boardroom table type thing. And we went around talking about ourselves, answering random general knowledge questions, playing like mini games of pointless. Uh, and then they sent us all out the room and then they invited three couples back in and they made us answer some more questions about ourselves to camera and give a bit more information about ourselves and then said, oh, we'll be in touch. And then we didn't hear anything again for a couple of months. And then one morning I got offered a job and two hours later I got a phone call saying, yeah, we want you to come on Pointless. Um, oh, wow. You've been shortlisted. We'll we'll let you know when we've got a date. And sometimes you can be shortlisted and never get called up because they've just got too many people or, they, or they've got – because they try and balance you. They don't want too many – people of the same age on the show at the same time or from the same area um, or the people that are couples, you know, so you get people to go on with their parents or their friends or the neighbors or whatever. So they try and keep people as a mix. They don't want four couples on. Uh, so sometimes it's like, Oh yeah, you're on the short list, but we'll, we'll work out where and when you can come. Yeah. And then we got our date and it was, it's recorded up in, uh, in L street studios. And uh, we went up there. And they filmed the chase in the next door studio. So we saw uh, Bradley Walsh walking around. Yeah. Uh, and they make you take up loads of clothes. They like bring like four or five outfits. And they like rejected all of mine because they just didn't look good on the camera. Like, no, checked shirt, that's going to strobe. You can't wear that. No, that color doesn't look good. You can't wear that. And it got down to like last one shirt. And they took it off to do a camera test. And like, okay, this one's okay. But if, if you do a second show, then you can't. <laughs> you can have to borrow something out of the cupboard. Uh, <laughs> anything else. And then, it, they again, they, they would film, I think, four episodes in a day. Yep. And so we all got there at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we'd stayed in a hotel the night before that they'd put us up in. Oh, that's and good. And we, we got there uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning in the green room, uh, which is basically a little <laughs> outdoor sort of – Lean, it's a lean-to on the edge of the studio, basically. Yeah. And they start filming with, obviously, the people, three three couples from the show before have come back, and then they picked one of the couples to go on and do that show. And after each recording, they'd need to replace one or maybe two people uh, or couples. So we were sat there all day, and it got to, like, the, coming up to the fourth show, and we're like, oh, we still haven't been picked. And then we heard that it was us. It was our go. And they said, and but by the way, if you don't get through today, your second show won't be tomorrow because we're filming a celebrity special tomorrow. It'll be, and it was like three or four months later. 
we wow. Were, me and Kitty were like, oh, we don't want to come back three or four months later. We just, let's just get this done in one go, shall we? <laughs> we're joking to each other. <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. We got through to the final on our first go <laughs> and uh, stormed it, I think. But then we didn't win, uh, unfortunately. But we do have uh, a pointless trophy each. Oh, so you got like an, a participation's medal? Yeah, so yeah. If you think. get to the, if you get to the final, you get a little glass trophy. Yeah. Uh, so we've got one on the uh, shelf downstairs in the front room, and there's one behind me here in the in the office. Oh, awesome. uh, so we, yeah, we get one each because we've gone on. As a yeah, each person gets one. So as a couple, yeah, we've now got two of them knocking around, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's fantastic, isn't it? Because let's face it, I mean, you know, obviously it would be fantastic if you'd have won. Um, as you can probably tell, I don't think I've seen the episode because I, I don't watch the programme massively. So um, I probably haven't seen the episode or whatever. But yeah. yeah, still the fact that, you know, you still got a trophy and you also we got to were... Do it. We got a trophy. It was, yeah. all, it was all good fun. We really enjoyed the day out. Yeah. Uh, I can recommend it to anyone. It's a nice environment to be in. The team there are really lovely. If you're ever like nervous about doing a TV quiz show, then I don't know, I don't know about any others, but that one is is was great fun to do. While we we're all waiting in the in the green room, we were all playing the pointless board game with each other. <laughs> uh, you know, just asking each other questions and stuff like that. And weirdly, it led to to my biggest embarrassment on the show playing that game uh, because I was pick, remembering things from the questions. Yeah. That I wouldn't otherwise have known. Um, and one of the questions that come up, uh, I think it was actually my first question. It was about uh, teams that had been in the Champions League during the 2016, 2017 season or something like that. And we were on podium number one, which meant we were first to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kitty went first and she said, Paris, such a man, I think, or something like that. And she got a decent score, a really decent score. And it went across the line and uh, and then it goes all the way down to the end. And then it comes back. So I was the last person to, to say an answer. Whereas the, the couple before had said West Ham, which was wrong. So they were already out. And it didn't matter what I said. We knew we were already through to the next round. Yeah. So I tried to get a really good one. And I remembered a name of a team from playing in the green room. Uh, called Genk. Uh, so I said Genk. And Alexander Armstrong looked at me confused and went, excuse me? <laughs> so I said, said Genk. And it turned out to be an incorrect answer. But annoyingly, it is a, a real team. They just went in the Champions League that year. They were in the, the Europa League. Uh, but the team that was in the uh, Champions League that year was Ghent. Oh. So I was one letter away from getting a... I, I don't think they were pointless. I think they would have scored me like one or two. So I was really, really one letter away from getting a really good answer. <laughs> I got it wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I like, meant football question and I got it wrong. One, <laughs> the one thing Kitty said, oh, if you get a football question, you've got to get the good answer. And I, I'll just try and think of a, you know, a correct answer that's going to be high scoring. You know, oh, I can do that. She said, I can do that. I can think of a, but you've got to get the good one. And then it turned out to the other way around. She got a really good one. <laughs> I got it wrong. <laughs> you, you, you sort of blew it. Yeah, I it up, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. fortunately, we'd already through. I don't think I would have said, said Genk if, I, uh, if it was on the line and whether I had to get a good answer. Yeah. And how did you apply to be on the show in the first place as well? Uh, there's On the website, there's um, a section of the BBC website about how to be on a show, and you can literally just download application forms. And oh. You just fill in, and it asks a question about yourself, 
and who you'd go on there with, what you would do with the money. It asks you loads of really random questions in some instances. They're just trying to get an idea of your personality, I think. And yeah, you just fill it in and email it off to them and that's it. And you just wait and see if anything comes of it. Oh, okay. That's cool. But it's that's... the only one I've ever applied for. So. Ah, and you were successful. So that's yeah. obviously really good. <laughs> um, yeah, because I really love Tipping Point. That's my favourite one. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just the fact that it just reminds you of the 2P and, uh, 2P and 10P machines, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my little boy uh, accidentally turned the TV over to that a few months ago and decided he didn't want to turn it back to the kids TV. He was quite happy watching Tiffin Point. Oh, <laughs> oh, your kid is awesome. <laughs> yeah, he is actually, yeah. I mean, he's only, he's only three, but he's quite happy watching that. He actually watched Pointless, uh, an episode of that with his mum the other day uh, because he's he's so into numbers. Yeah. He just loves numbers. So Pointless, watching the numbers go down, he was, he was loving it. And he was, uh, as soon as the, it stopped, he would call out what number it was. That's really good. Which is yeah. If so I thought okay, you can you can watch this if you want. <laughs> Quite happy. Yeah, yeah. You might have a scientist in the making there. Maybe he does love numbers. Yeah. A while ago, uh, when we were in the the last lockdown, um, Kitty was because I've got asthma. She wasn't keen on me doing like the weekly food shops. She's like, no, I'll go and do the food shop. Uh, the supermarket's literally like 100 yards up the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, I'll do it. She's, she bought one of those like granny trolleys. Okay. <laughs> and so she would go to the food, do the food shopping, put as much as she could in the in the granny trolley. And if there was more than that and she needed some bags, she would then text me and say, can you come and help carry them back? So she'd go off to the food shop and we'd get a, a message and me and Hunter would walk around and help her carry the stuff back. And one day we were literally just he wanted to do some colouring and then he got bored and he started asking about numbers. And there's a thing on CBBS called Number Blocks. Okay. It's a little cartoon with little shapes. Uh, they're all little individual blocks and they're all, each number has got a different little character and he loves them. So we were doing sums. I would draw a number block and then put plus and then draw another number block and he'd tell me what the number was and then I would draw that number block. And we were doing this for about 20 minutes and then get your message went, can you come and help me? And I said, come on, I've got to get, get mummy. And he just burst into tears and went, I want to do more maths. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Are we sure this kid is mine? What is he doing? Um, how's the milkman <laughs> or the postman? <laughs> he does like the postman. Yeah, he, the, he as the postman was every day for a while. He was like, "Hello, what's your name?" <laughs> and eventually, the postman was like, "My name is Simon." <laughs> he's like, Hello, Simon. And so now he just shouts through the window when he sees him come in. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Well, yeah, I was going to just relate with a, a dog-related, uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I haven't got any children myself. But you know, dog versus um, postman isn't a fun experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely at the bottom of the garden the other day, and uh, well, literally two days ago, and uh, the postman. Uh, the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah so he rang the doorbell and my mum thinking that the dog's right out in the garden might have heard it all of a sudden so she's opening the door saying hiya blah blah blah, blah. and um yeah literally you can hear his woof getting louder and louder and louder as he's coming and i think 
I think the postman really did see the colour of fear because he, <laughs> he um, like the dog literally charged at him and it's like, oh, we need to kind of get to the, you know, we need to kind of see if we can stop this <laughs> because it, you know, he really, really was scared. So it was, um, yeah, I felt really bad for him because he's a really nice postman as well. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man, stupid dog. <laughs> 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 so um the next thing that i wanted to talk about was your charity podcast super pod oh yes yes so you've obviously done uh, uh, well to my knowledge it's been the last couple of years is that right or yeah we've done we've done three we did okay. one in 2017 was the first one we did okay um and that was great but then because we had hunter at the beginning of 2018 it kind of <laughs> distracted me a little bit so we didn't do one again until last year so we did we've done 2017 2020 and 2021 yeah uh, so it's going to be annual now <laughs> which was what kind of what the plan was <laughs> originally uh, but yeah so we we started the first one we did again it all came out of of someone else's podcast and and seeing someone do a 24-hour podcast and thinking that's a lot of fun was that Squee by any chance? <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't actually. No, oh, I okay. found out his after. After I, okay. I it was doing Superpod the first time where I met Squee because um, I put some stuff out online about looking for local podcasters, and that's how I found him, and that's how we met. Um, but it was someone else I knew prior to that who who did a twenty four hour uh, podcast. They did um they did a po- comic book podcast, and so what they did, they had a friend of theirs who was an artist. And they got him in and they would take suggestions from people on Twitter. And each hour of the thing, he would draw one page of a comic. And at the end of the 24 hours, they had a 24-page comic, um, which was all written and drawn within that 24 hours. Uh, And then they gave that to everyone who donated in that period. So anyone who donated got a digital copy of the comic. Um, so That's I've still got mine cool somewhere. Idea. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool idea. And, yeah. and the whole process of raising money, they raised money for, for Mind, the mental health charity. Yeah. Uh, and it was all a lot of fun. And they got lots of different people involved. And I thought, oh, maybe I could do something like that. And I, but I knew instantly that my co-hosts on Dead, Dead Pet Search at the time would not <laughs> want to do something like that. Yeah. So then it became, oh, maybe I could just split it up and get different podcasters on every two or three hours or whatever and make it like some kind of telethon. Okay. Uh, and yeah. and then I realised it, and I think it was November when I came up with the idea, and I was like, oh, it's uh, Comet Relief in March, isn't it, Red Nose Day? Why don't we do it for that? Uh, and it's kind of like the podcast equivalent of Red Nose Day. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we did, and we got, uh, but we went long, we went 36 hours, and we had, I think, 16 different podcasters uh, and we had people who came to Southampton from London from Birmingham um, from Bournemouth they all came up and did the shows with us live in a hotel here who gave us um, the, one of the boardrooms for free for the weekend and then we had other people who dialed in from uh, South Wales Finland Canada Australia uh, to do some some of the overnight stuff uh, and yeah it was such a great experience and we raised uh, about a thousand, just over a thousand pounds that weekend. And we thought that was great. And I thought, I want to do it again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we did it last year, but we, we I tried to do it in person, like a, an all in person thing. It was still streamed online, 
but we did it at a bar in Southampton and it was for sport relief. So it had a sports theme. So we had more sports podcasts and stuff like that. Mm. And the idea was that we'd be there all day and anyone can come and go as they please during the day. And then in the evening, I tried to get some bigger acts and then try and sell some tickets to raise some more money for, for sport relief. Yeah. Uh, but it was literally like two weeks before the first lockdown and uh, no one came. <laughs> I think everyone was a bit nervous about going out. Yeah. Uh, plus, I didn't have any money for marketing the thing, so it was all word of mouth, which didn't obviously go that far. No. Uh, but we still we raised about five hundred pound that week that weekend. So it wasn't know, I, yeah, I was going to I was going to say sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I apologise. Um, but I was going to say that you know I'm not going to steal Tesco's. Uh, quote here but literally every little helps doesn't yeah, it so. yeah and it was it was a very different thing we, we tried that's when we tried we turned it into what we call now the, a, a festival because uh, the first one was 36 hours non-stop mm-hmm. and i decided i needed to sleep in between uh, after that so we did two days we did uh, 12 till 11 on saturday and sunday um and then this year we just did one day because it was all from home yeah, uh, and it was a case of you know I'm working from home, my wife's working from home, our little boys at home. I can't then take myself away into the back bedroom all weekend. <laughs> I should probably spend some time with them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we just did a Saturday, and we we did like a twelve hour day on the Saturday, and that was great because we got some really good people involved in that, uh, and we it was all done online, all done video as well, and uh, we raised I think about eight hundred pounds this year. So I think all in all, with all the money that's come in, we've raised about two and a half grand over the last few years. See, that is that is absolutely amazing. I'm going to give you a little round of applause, but I'm going Thank to try much. and do it a little bit quieter because I don't want the dog to bark. But <laughs> um, yeah, so but also I know that you've invited us onto the, those both of those, in fact. And we're not. In, I think I've invited myself, and then sort of <laughs> something's happened. Yeah, we tried to get you involved on the last one, I think, or, or yeah. one of them, and. and Possibly last year, but you couldn't come or some. And no, unfortunately, I'm so sorry about that. You know, no, it's- no, no, it's cool. We we put out invites to lots of people yeah. um, because we know a lot of people aren't going to be able to come. So we we send out invites to more people than we have places. Yeah, um, as that's always the way of things and then uh, if everything falls through then we've got to scramble around to find someone else <laughs> <laughs> oh well i hope you didn't have to scramble too much with us but um yeah i think it doesn't help you know like if we if we're in there in person i mean me i'm in weymouth so i'm only yeah. an hour and a half away kind of thing so it's it's no big deal for me but james lives in north yorkshire yeah so, yeah so it's kind so of a like, little bit further for him <laughs> yeah and you know if it's live and if it's that's why per- why i was so impressed with the last two in-person ones we've done here yeah that that people have come from so far i've been really like the first one we had about six or seven people who came from birmingham um, yeah and then love beginning of last year matt lees came down from south wales yeah. um and, I like matt and it was really good effort from everyone and it was really great whereas this was one we've just done back in march of this year people didn't matter we got i think we got better podcasts this past year because you didn't have to go anywhere you could do it from home yeah. so we had a, um the last podcast we had on on the of the evening was um uh called the comedy arcade uh, which is hosted by comedian vix layton okay and basically she has a, a panel she puts together of comedians um, and um, they, 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 she's got bingo balls with topics written on them, and then she just pulls them out, and people have to read anec- or tell anecdotes based on the topic. So it's like competitive anecdote telling between comedians. Oh. 
Um, and she ended up with uh, a trio of John Robertson, uh, Josie Long, and uh, Paul, whose surname has now completely escaped me. Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten it. It's gone. I know he's the brother of a, another stand-up as well. We still love you. Oh, sorry. We still love you, Paul. So you Paul know. Paul Watson. But... That's it. Paul Watson. Oh, there you see. I took the pressure off, and you knew his name. <laughs> exactly. It was yeah. in there somewhere. I have this. Uh, I have bad recall. Um, <laughs> so she got a really good like team together for that, which we would never in a million years have got um, in person um, at this stage of 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 our journey. I'm hoping at some point we'll do a big in person event, and we'll get some really good podcasts along. Uh, the problem has been in the first two years, Comic Relief were really helpful. They'd send us clips. Um, last year, I did an interview with one of the people from Sport Relief and played that out as part of the event. They sent us uh, the audio files from there, you know, that the the appeal clips they put out on Red Nose Day. They sent yeah. us clips of those and said, here, you can use these. Whereas this time, I didn't. I, it started, they emailed and went, oh, are you going to be doing something? We would love to get involved. Um, and they started that whole process. And I went through the whole thing again of signing some forms and requesting information. Can I do this, this, and this? And then this time I didn't get anything back. Uh, and then like two weeks before we did it, they announced that the No Such Thing as a Fish guys were going to do a 24-hour podcast. Yeah. Which coincided with ours. <laughs> it was oh. on at the same time or finished partway through our our day or started yeah. partway through our day i can't remember which way around it was but it's like oh great now we can't compete with comic release own official podcast thing so. yeah yeah and definitely like um i listen to no such thing as a fish so they're a big big podcast aren't they so it's kind of yeah. like trying to compete with um you know being david and goliath sort of exactly. thing. exactly you know? i mean it's but, but when all the guests that they had on as well they had a different guest every 24 minutes i think or something like that uh, it was the idea they were going to try and do however many things in however many minutes and yeah. they were going to keep changing the guests. And they got, you know, Richard Curtis was on it and Eddie Izzard was on it and all, Stephen Fry and all the, you know, A-list celebs that you could get for a, for a comic relief thing were all on this podcast. I was like, yeah. well, we can't possibly compete with that. No. But we did get some really good shows. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I say, that, that last one did give us a real good bump in viewership. Uh, they did, did well bringing people across with them because I think uh, Robbo especially was on Twitch anyway and just did a raid and brought everyone with him. <laughs> so that was great. Brought his audience along for us for a while. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, however much, like I said before, however much money is raised is going to an amazing cause. So, you you know, you're doing a really great thing there. So thanks, it's thanks, and we were. I'm hoping we will be back again next next year. Next year, we haven't decided yeah. when yet. Obviously, Red Nose Day or Sport, Sport Relief even will be in March at some point. Yeah. Whether we do it around that period again or whether we do it a bit later in the year, I'm, I'm toying with an idea of doing it over the May Bank holiday weekend. Uh, but we we shall see. But it will be on at some point in yeah. the first half of next year. Well, in that case, then I just need to grow a pair of balls and man up a little bit, but not met only metaphorically, not physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do like being a woman, but um, yeah, because my problem is, is that although I'm confident, like when I'm speaking now and whatnot, I'm quite a shy person, and the idea of sort of getting up on stage in front of people 
kind that's of... why one of our gr- events would be a great starting point because there won't be anyone there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but the, if history's uh... anything to go by. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, then book us in for next year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's that whole mental thing. And when I, you know, like once I was up there, it's like the fact that when it's live as well, because when I read, I have to kind of quite edit my reading um mm. because i'm dyslexic so my reading isn't fantastic right, okay. so actually it's it's goddamn awful and <laughs> <laughs> so you know the idea of reading things live you know is quite a scary concept but again it's yeah. all it's all stuff that i'm making excuses for that normally i just get on and do stuff so yeah it, i mean we always try and just make it a fun experience anyway yeah. for whoever's involved and we don't take ourselves too seriously, so it doesn't matter if you screw up. It doesn't no. matter, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So that's the way we've always approached it, yeah. uh, and we're not—we've not been technically the the, the greatest, um, <laughs> but we're there to have fun and raise money, and that's that's we do both. Yep. So uh, any, anything else is a bonus. If you do, if you get a really great show out of it, <laughs> that's a real bonus for us. So. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So I'm going to stop being a chicken. <laughs> okay. And then also the other thing that I alluded to was um, Bear.Live, um, which is your radio station. Yeah, yeah. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that? And also before you do, I just wanted to say a thank you again for airing our episodes every Thursday. Yes. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Yeah, every Thursday night, um, 10 o'clock. Yep. Talking Codswallop is on the Bear.Live. On on like a week delay, isn't it? So we're we, we're yeah. an episode behind each week. We try and uh, we've got a few different podcasts, and we we arrange it differently with different people because what we don't want to do is take listeners away from wherever they may normally listen. Uh, all we're trying to do is get new ears on the show, yeah, um, and and vice versa, and different ears on the station. So uh, we do the same. So we've got um, a partly political broadcast with Tin and Duyeb comedian. He um, He's let us use his podcast on the station. He releases them on Monday. We put them out on Wednesday nights because uh, you've got to try and stay because they're political, they're topical. So uh, we we'll try and try and play them out on the radio before they they're out of date because uh, yeah. things obviously move pretty fast. Some days he releases an episode and it's already out of date because the the person he's talking about has just been fired or has quit, um, <laughs> which I think happened last week. Uh, so uh, yeah, we did that. We've just signed an agreement to deal. To do a new uh, Southampton football-based podcast for the new football season, uh, and uh, so there's a, an established Saints podcast joining us. So yeah, the station is called the Bear. It's at the Bear Live. It is, uh, and we call it Southampton's alternative online radio. Uh, we try uh, and be good and local, but it's not necessarily specifically local. A lot of our shows are uh, general and can be enjoyed from wherever you are in the world. So uh, we've got a show on Monday night called The Playlist and Darren takes a different theme each week and does two hours of songs based on that theme uh, with uh, takes suggestions from people. I do my show on a Tuesday night and talk about all sorts of weird things. Like I say, the weird. I'm actually doing a new version of the show as of uh, this coming week because uh, I uh, had my show syndicated on about five different radio stations. Okay. So I never mentioned what station it was on and it was all kind of a bit generic. But as of next week, I'm just on the bear again. So I'm going to try and get a bit more local. I'll be telling people about what's happening in the area, what events are on, um, yeah. playing some local bands and that kind of stuff. Mm, sounds good. Uh, uh, that's kind of very similar. Sorry, again. <laughs> um, it's very similar to an idea that I'm working with at the moment 
So, but I'm not, I'm not saying anything because I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> off mic. But yeah, there is uh <laughs> there is a, um, an idea roaming around in my brain at the moment. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're always, um, uh, on the lookout for people. So if anyone listening wants to do a, uh, a radio show or get involved in any way they can, so just head to the bear.live and uh, read all about it and, uh, see if you want to get involved. We've got about two new members yeah. joined this week who are, gearing up to do potentially do some new shows for us which is great so but we're always on the lookout for new people uh to get involved and do new stuff so uh i also do a, sh- a show on there that i started about six weeks ago called secondhand songs which is all about cover versions okay uh, so each uh, every wednesday night it's on uh, the bear at nine eight eight o'clock <laughs> eight o'clock on wednesday evening it's not live <laughs> that's why i can't remember what time it is it's a, it's a pre-recorded show that one and it goes out a few times during the week. But it first goes out Wednesdays at 8. And, uh, yeah, it's now all about different cover versions. And, that is interesting. Uh, play yeah. some favourite, you know, big favourite ones that you might have heard of and others that you maybe not have heard of and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, that is, again, that I syndicated that one. That's why I stopped syndicating my, my main one is because I thought, oh, this is the kind of show that other people might enjoy. So I, I, I found a, a radio group on, on Facebook and put it on there and said, hey, anyone who's interested in taking it on your station, let me know. And now it is, uh, as of today, I've got another request in on 34 different radio stations in eight countries. Wow. So that's doing fairly well. Yeah, because... <laughs> I'm surprised that's, with that. that. Yeah, that's amazing, because that's the thing behind um, having a business or whatever. Um, but, you know, obviously I consider this as a business, because it is, isn't it? Um, the... It's the marketing side of things in the background, isn't it? That yeah. all the hard work that you've got to put in. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm quite pleased to how that one's going. And I've also, as of the week before last, it's now on Spotify as well. Um, so uh, through Anchor, because they're owned by Spotify, they're like a podcasting platform. My podcast used to be on Anchor yep. for a while. Uh, and they introduced this thing last year where you could um, create music and talk shows through there so you would upload your talky bits and then just select which tracks you want from spotify okay. and they would publish it but they would only publish it on spotify and obviously normally if you publish it through anchor it'll go everywhere it'll be on itunes you know apple podcasts and yeah all the others but if you choose music in it it'll only push it to spotify uh, and what it does through spotify is it will play your talky bits and then it will actually play the track from spotify so that the artists still get the money um, from this, like a normal play on Spotify, and then it'll cut back to my talky bits again. So I record the episode as normal, and then I save my talky bits separately and upload those to Spotify and choose the music. Uh, so there's yeah, there's a version of there that's available for Spotify Premium members uh, that you can listen to on there. Ooh. That's really, really cool. Yeah, definitely. You've got plenty of fingers and plenty of buys there, haven't you? Yeah, I keep myself busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you still. was too happy about this, start, starting me on this path by getting me to do the podcast, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> it's her fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say that also it's. Um, yeah, and also the fact that you're managing to keep uh, a day job going as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the tricky bit is that I just keep wanting to do other stuff when I should be working. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sat in here now in what is what I call the studio. It's my office. Yeah. I've keep I've been adding stuff to it throughout the lockdown. I started off, 
I got this job. I've been a home worker for two and a half years now. Okay. So I took this job because it was a home-based job. Uh, and previously I had like an hour and a half commute to my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I just, you know, walk from one end of the house to the other. So it's much, so much better. But uh, they told me that all I'd have was a laptop uh, and you'd be good to go. So I bought, a, in preparation when I got the job, a small laptop desk. Uh, and I used that for the first week. It was fine. And then they delivered me a mouse and a keyboard uh, and a monitor. I was like, well, this monitor won't fit on this desk. What am I going to do? So I took the box that the monitor came in, turned it sideways, and it turned out to be the same height as the desk. So I just stuck it behind the desk and stood the monitor on it. And that worked for a while. And then I was like, this is it's too small. And then I started doing like the podcast stuff again. I was like, it's far too small. So I bought another small desk to go next to it. Uh, but they weren't quite the same height, so my my keyboard just kept clacking and clicking between the two because yeah. <laughs> uh, it was balanced right in the middle. And then, because uh, this was all in, in our guest bedroom at the time, okay. and then our little boy got too big for his cot, um, and so we moved him into the guest bedroom, which meant I've now got what was his nursery. Uh, so I bought a new desk that is full-size. It fits in here perfectly. I've bought myself a second monitor, so I've basically got my laptop yeah. and two monitors. Um, so when I'm working, I've got my work laptop here, and my two monitors, and then I've got my my personal laptop at the other end of the desk. <laughs> so I've got four screens on the go all the time, <laughs> and I keep wanting to look at the wrong one, you know. Oh, let me just do a bit of editing. Oh, let me just send an email. Or oh, let me just look up some song ideas <laughs> when I should be focusing on someone's uh Medical bills. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I'm giggling away because this sounds all so familiar to <laughs> I me. I bet there's millions of us like this at yeah. home at the moment. Yeah. I, I mean, I never do any editing or recording of podcasts during work hours. You well, know. you know what the good thing is? is it, you could never get away with doing this in the office. No. <laughs> because if you wanted to look something up when you were at the office, it would be logged on the work computer. But now I'm at home, I can use a different computer and I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have got my works computer. So when I, um, when I, when we finish recording, I'll, um, I'll take a picture of my setup as well. So, and then you'll see why I'm sort of laughing because my table, well, my table is an ex work member, you know, an ex work table so basically it's quite a small one um but yeah i've managed to get a monitor on one keyboard and then i've got luckily like i've got a dvd cupboard thing that kind of twizzled around well normally but it doesn't anymore because i've got my um computer and the other monitor on there as well but uh yeah so this desk used to be perfect because it was just my podcasting desk but now it's uh it's a bit chaotic but it works (laughs) yeah and i keep adding little things to it yeah, so I've, uh, and I've got a new like because it was Amazon Prime Day this this past week. I've bought a new under you know set of drawers to go under the desk and a Ooh. new mouse mat and a few other bits. <laughs> and my wife is like, "You keep buying more stuff for in here," and you know, to the point where I've got like a little um, smart speaker in here and a smart light bulb, and smart smart power sockets, and uh, you know, probably do some nerdy stuff with it as well. Yeah. So if I, that's a, you won't get the full effect of this, but if I try this, hey Google, red alert. My my light has now gone red. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> where's the other bit gone? Oh, there you go. It's a bit quiet. Yeah, I can still hear it though. I can. 
There yeah. we go. <laughs> hey Google, stop. Just <laughs> <laughs> please stop before all the um, yeah. the neighbours get concerned. <laughs> yeah. So my wife was like, I showed her, and she's like, "What's the point in that?" And I was like, "It's funny." <laughs> <laughs> There's no point to it at all. It's just a bit of fun. And now I'm sat here in, a, in what looks like a dark room. So there are the lights to red. <laughs> so you could develop photos and get on with work yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And it's, um, yeah, and I was also going to, going back to your sort of radio station, which is obviously just for everybody. Again, it's the bear.live girl <laughs> um yeah if you're a female member of this uh radio station your name has to be Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a few of them i think uh, there's, two, there's two we had one who dropped out before we even started what uh, another Gemma? yeah 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 the uh, first the first uh other dj i had signed up yeah um after uh the the, the initial three of us who got together to launch it was a Gemma, um, but then she like, kind of disappeared. Uh, and then now you've been on there th- playing out these episodes, and now we've got another gem uh, on uh, on Saturday afternoons. Yes, so, yeah. There's a few. There's a there's a Jade who's just joined though, so we've now got a, a oh. non-Gemma lady. I see you've ruined it. Yeah, we can get her to change her name. <laughs> well, I suppose Jade is like a gem in a way isn't it so you know this is true yeah this is very true (laughs) so it's okay if i go and get someone called ruby yeah um yeah that's fine oh i didn't start the dog dog disagreed yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay no rubies (laughs) but no that's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah the humans agree but the dog doesn't (laughs) oh dear he's throwing me off now (laughs) oh Shush. Right. Anyway, um, well, I mean, thank you ever so much for today and uh, recording with me. But I was going to say, did you want to sort of give out any social de- uh, details, social media, and website? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You can find me. I'm on uh, pretty much all the socials as Albert UK. Uh, so A L B E A R UK. I'm on Twitter and Insta. Uh, the Facebook page is called that as well. Uh, and my website is bearcavestudios.co.uk, which has got links to everything. It's got links to the radio station and Superpod and all the radio shows are all kind of built into that one thing. I've decided that's what uh, my my fake audio company is going to be called. Fair <laughs> so enough. Everything I produce is now called a Bear Cave Studios. And I've yeah. got a big sticker of it on the wall. Uh, yeah, I cause, think. Again, because I could. Because <laughs> I've um while we've been recording, I've been looking at it, and it's it's a really good setup um website. So um, you know, it's one of the things I enjoy doing as a hobby is just like mucking about with mucking about with WordPress and uh, finding out all the things you can do with it. So yeah, that's how that came about. And I found some stock uh, images, you know, templates, logo templates that were free. Changed a few of those, and next thing I knew, I was like, oh, I seem to have built myself a portfolio website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good, and I really like that background picture as well. The um, yeah. the mountains and the trees, and everyone will have to come over and have a look at the website to uh, to actually check it out. Yes. But yeah, and it's like the sea, it would not the sea. It's kind of like a lake and stuff. It's a lake, it? but, yeah. It's really nice. It's got yeah. sort of place I'd like to go. And yes, hang out for a bit. 
I would I would like to jump into that water, but I, I probably would get eaten by an alligator or something because you never know what's under there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be an alligator in a, in a lake in the mountains, but you never know. Well, I've seen Lake Placid. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I don't know. Something else will get me. (laughs) 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 Well, I think in that case, then, we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma, and you have been the amazing Al Galpin. Thank you you again. Very kind. Thanks for having me. It's been great fun. (laughs) Yeah, I likewise as well. I've really enjoyed it. So thank you. No problem.